I always tell people, whether it's a cop, it's a, it's a mom, pop, pet owner, whatever it is, it's a simple question. And I ask them, why do dogs do what they do? Right? There's a lot of people believe that dogs do things to please humans. And like I mentioned before, I break a lot of people's heart. They don't. <laughs> the dog is a very, very narcissistic creature. Like God created them as predators and survivors. We look at them as fur children, and a lot of times they act like it, but they're not. They're a predator. So the simple question, why does a dog do what it does? And when you break it down to its very simple baseline formula, it's to better its situation and to find its advantage in everything that it does. And when I say its advantage, it is to meet its predatory needs, as a, its needs as a predator. Cap to cap. What's up, guys? Uh, on today's episode, you will not be hearing from our boy Kevin. He's off. Um, I know a lot of you guys will be upset. I know he brings the energy. He's the dumbass, and he has a lot of dumbass responses that just brings All a accurate. bunch of character. Yep. Very accurate. characters to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, one thing you will not be leaving this podcast with is feeling dumber. Uh, because we do have a guest on our episode. Uh, this dude is built like a brick house. Uh, and his name is Justin Rigney. He's a canine uh, service expert with over 30 years of experience with pets, police dogs, and sports dogs. You can check him out on canineservicesunlimited.com. We just realized he went to Florida State, played some ball. Um, and like I said, uh, probably one of the most intimidating people I've ever had on this podcast. Sure. Uh, what's up, bro? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what's happening, man? Um, like I told you earlier, man, uh, we are going to do some Florida man, and then we're going to dive into your guys' stuff. I, I pulled some videos from your, um, social media stuff. Um, we're all dog people. We, I don't, I wouldn't want to say we hate the cats. Um, but, uh, we are dog people. So we're going to probably bombard you with a ton of questions, but I'm, but I'm, I'm excited for this, man. Right on, man. Fire away. All right. Let's, uh, let's figure out what the next Florida man did. <laughs> All right, so so far this year, all of our guests, including just one, since we've only had one guest so far this year, have been all the boys at Florida Man, so you do have some pressure. Uh, <laughs> and since you were a police officer, I feel like you might be able to get this um, done, and you were a Florida police officer, so I just feel like you have the inside information on this. Um, this Florida Man was out of Newport Ritchie. Mm. Uh, Florida Man was charged for throwing blank at officer. Pieces. I'm going to let... Wait, Justin, you got something right now? Feces. Yeah, that's, that's got to be it. That's it. <laughs> yep. Feces, Shit. Chase going feces. It's, Chris, it's, what about you, it's man? It's poop. Yeah. It's poop. <laughs> mm, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to go three for three and keep it boring. Yeah, I'll, I'll guess poop too. <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm the most tell- obvious thing. Like, no, yeah, and he I'm fired pretty- away so quick, I'm like... I, it might be that, but I'm telling you right now, it's the intimidation factor. I, I cannot wait to post this guy on our social media to explain how big this man is. Like cr- Justin, again, and I know it sounds like I got a I got a boner for you right now, but Chris and I both said like right away when Chris saw you for the first time, he was like, "So I got to know what his programming is like right now." Like I have I to saw the first forget, video. Forget the like, dog wow. questions. We're actually yeah. going to ask you all about workouts. So it's going to pivot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Florida man, uh, you guys are absolutely incorrect, and it's okay oh. because nobody would have guessed this uh, at all. Uh, Florida man was charged for throwing hot dogs at the officer. Oh, yeah, it's a waste of hot dogs. What are we guess. doing what, here? 
Let me let me give you a backstory. Uh, the arrest basically states the 47 year old was being warned for uh, violating city ordinances by an officer. The officer said he was ignoring the warnings and continued selling the hot dogs on the road. And after the street was closed and without a permit, um, the the cops kept asking him to do it. Being nice, being 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 the the gentleman that they were, he got upset and just started tossing hot dogs at him when they were telling him to get out of there. So. That's, that's a good thing, though. I would love for someone to just start throwing hot dogs at me. Like, that's not a punishment. That's Chase's awesome. dream right there. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are too young to remember this shit, but back, like, in the shit, man, the late 90s, early 2000s, man, on every corner there was a chicken, a thong, and a hot dog cart on every corner <laughs> in South Florida, man. That's so, just that's, selling hot dogs. Just like at a hot dog. slinging I, dogs and, and a thong, thong dog I bet, cart, bro. I bet they made a killing, too. That's our next challenge. We're going to put Kevin into a thong and tell him oh, to sell Jesus. hot dogs and see how many hot dogs he can sell. <laughs> oh, my God. L- loser um, of a challenge yeah. has to sell hot dogs in a thong. Uh, see how many they can thong, sell. Yeah. All right, Justin, man. Um, and l- how do you say your last name? I feel like I butchered it in the beginning. Is it Rigney? No, you got it. Rigney. Yeah, you got okay, it. Okay, cool. Um, I'm terrible with words, as you probably can already I'm terrible tell. But, with words. Um, all right, words let's dive hard. into it, man. Um, let's talk first. I want to know the history, man. How you got to where you are now? Tell us a little bit about it. We talked briefly that you actually did uh, go to Florida State and play ball, but I want to know, like, growing up to where you are now, man. Uh, how did it all start? Yeah, quick backstory, man. I was born in New York. Uh, moved there. Moved to Connecticut. When I was like two. I uh, spent about 18 years up there, and then. You know, went to Florida State in 91, 92. Um, you know, the dog thing for me has been a lifelong passion. Um, I was kind of born into some frustration, man, violence, dysfunctions, you know, substance abuse. And, you know, people were fucking untrustworthy and dangerous to me as a kid, man. So I kind of gravitated towards animals. Horses are my first love, man. I wanted to be a jockey once upon a time. And I discovered food and that dream was crushed, <laughs> you know. So, but for me, man, like, uh, <laughs> But for me, animals were my escape. You know, I'd say I, I'm, I have an obsessive compulsive man personality for sure, man. And, uh, you know, the things I saw as a kid with the substance abuse and, and alcoholism, I never had a drink in my life, man. But I definitely have that personality to dive into shit head first and never come up. So for me, it was animals, horses, dogs, baseball, too. It was a huge passion of mine growing up. And uh, the gym, too, man. I got in the gym when I was 13. I turned 50 in November and I've never left, man. Maybe some injuries and few vacations here and there, but the gym has been like my therapy with that shit. So, you know, the dogs are always there for me, the animals and stuff, man. Baseball, I continued that, that career, um, through college, played a little minor league baseball with, uh, the Atlanta Braves and, um, I could hit, I could throw a little bit, but my glove was mediocre. I'm, I fucking was like a snail, man. So I didn't have all the tools. I could, you know, set, at the risk of sounding arrogant, I can hit and throw with a lot of people, man. But it's, uh, that dream died after about a year and a half. And, that was cool with the man. I bounced into dogs head first. That was in the, again, the early nineties. And I've been at it for, you know, 30 years and, uh, just very fortunate and blessed to kind of have some very good mentors and some people that really understood dogs and dog training. And, uh, for me, it was, it was a passion. I was just addicted to it. It's never stopped. You know, I'm, I have an infinite learning curve that I'm chasing and pursuing. I'm a perpetual student. That's what's always driven me and drawn me to the, uh, the craft is that it's, there's, it's ever evolving. You know, between the modern training systems and the technology and things like that, it's it's been a very cool ride. So, um, you know, for me in law enforcement, it started, you know, a lot of guys and gals get into police work and then they see the canines doing their shit. And they're like, man, I want to be about that. But for me, it was the opposite. I was into dogs already. And then I started, you know, working with some of the local police, police departments up in Connecticut. 
And uh, I just heard the war stories, man, the, the chases, the crashes, the bailouts, the fights, the dog bites and all that shit. I'm like, you know, that's for me. You know, as a kid, I was probably about 13, <laughs> I was about 13 or 14 years old, man. And we had adopted this black German shepherd. The dog had gotten hit by a car, had like a, like a peg leg. He had, they had four legs, but the front left leg was like kind of rigid. And we had him for like two weeks, man. The dude was on autopilot, just the coolest dog. He's like a hundred pound, all black German shepherd. And one night, you know, it was like three o'clock in the morning and the dog's going bonkers at the front door. We just figured it was some, you know, raccoon or some animal out the front door or some shit. And so we hushed him up, went back to bed. We woke up to find out that two of my dad's outdoor motors, outboard motors on his boat got stolen. So that, that kind of fired some shit up in me, man. Right away, I was just infuriated being a victim of a crime. But more importantly, what kind of put me on my path, and as a kid, you don't always see it, but you see it evolve later, is that. I told myself in that moment, I will never not listen to a dog again. Like the dogs are speaking to us in their own native tongue. We just have to be receptive to their language. And and the dog knew. Like and again, that boat was probably, you know, 30, 40 yards away from the front door. And he knew some shit was up, man. So it was very intriguing to me. So at that point on, being a victim of a crime and then, you know, just being fascinated by dogs and what they can tell us, it just kind of put me on that path. And uh, it didn't really materialize until about late 99, 2000. I was training dogs full time and I had an opportunity to move to South Florida from Connecticut. I'd started processing for police departments up in Connecticut because I wanted to be working canine. That was my passion. That was my goal. And I was in relentless pursuit of that, man. So in the 90s, the late 90s in Connecticut, you had, you know, three, four hundred people going for one or two jobs. It was just very difficult to get in. But down in South Florida is the opposite, man. They had a shit ton of openings, not enough qualified applicants. So, you know, I moved down to South Florida, I was training dogs, had a really good opportunity, started processing and testing for a lot of local agencies. I got the Davie Police Department, which was my number one pick. I was just I was already working with those guys, really good dudes. You know, back in the day, you could do the job. They really promoted the use of the dog and it was a great environment to be in. And the first dog that I got to use with the agency was a dog that I bred. So I got to see him take his first breath in life. Awesome. I raised them, trained yeah, them. Really it was cool. amazing. You know, some people have like monumental moments in their lives, man. When he first, you know, fucking he destroyed this fucking burglar's calf. It looked like a shark attack, man. For, and for, <laughs> for watching him take his first breath, man, and then de- deploy him and he handled business. It, to me, it was like winning the World Series, man. So That's very incredible experience, man. So he was a very strong dog and, and I got to see him. You know, he was with me his whole life. He took his last breath in my arm and. You know, it was a really incredible experience, man. He he made it to about 14 years old. So moved up to Palm Beach County. Um, I was there for about 13 years. I did 17 years as a cop total. Um, when I was in Palm Beach County, I worked two dogs, uh, two German Shepherds. And uh, it's just like the wild, wild west, man. It's, my, you know, my daughter still live down there with my ex-wife. It's, it's uh, North Florida's cool, man. Central Florida, like you get, a, you get above Orlando, it starts to kind of mellow out and shit, but Bro, South Florida is a wasteland. It's a shitty place to raise kids, but <laughs> yeah. damn, it's a fucking, it's a fun place to work a dog, man. And yeah. you know, oh, I, I was bet. in the academy. <laughs> I was in the police academy, and uh, when that first plane hit the tower, nine eleven, man, and it was a fucking moving moment, bro. And while we never want to go back to that day, I would go back to nine twelve in a heartbeat, man, because the world was just embracing law enforcement. Um, it was an incredible time to be a cop, especially in South Florida. And the, the winds and the culture changed, you know, several years down the road. But in those several years, you know, in that time frame, it was just amazing time to do our jobs and be embraced for it. And uh, yeah. it's, you know, in, in Palm Beach County, especially, it's extremely fucking liberal legal system. Like it's a le- legit catch and release program. You know, that you 
these motherfuckers would do double, triple homicides and get fucking bonded out immediately. If crimes against cops, <laughs> nothing happens to them. So again, like I said, it's a wasteland to live, but fuck, bro. I got some crazy war stories to tell and some cool memories. How? So, I mean, I had like 15 questions every time you're talking, you answered every single <laughs> one of those questions. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Off. Uh, so where are you at now? Like, are, are you in Tennessee or are you uh, like, where yeah. are you at exactly? So we're right outside now, a city called or a town called Loudoun. Um, okay. I can be in downtown University of Tennessee in about half an hour. So, okay. you know, we, we discovered this place kind of by accident. My wife was a 25 year veteran cop of the Hollywood Police Department. Again, right outside Fort Lauderdale, just north of Miami. And, uh, you know, she worked out for 10 years undercover and was in the detective bureau. And again, she she was in an era of cop that or in an era of law enforcement was just an amazing time and so by accident she uh she we have french bulldogs man we love frenchies so she found a frenchie a breeder up here you know well even before we met you know 12 13 years ago and she came up in knoxville in the fall and saw the leaves and the seasons changing and being a, a native floridian never ever seeing that kind of change she's like when i retire i'm coming here and that's what happened, man. I pulled the plug. You know, I won't bore you to steers with my fucking law enforcement story. But long story short, I got in a shooting. It was, uh, I had a dude that was suicide by cop. And he wrote a note. You know, it took me about 20, 30 minutes to get to the call. Because in Palm Beach County, it's a massive county. It would take me an hour to run code three lights and sirens doing fucking 100 miles an hour to get from one end to the other. So Palm Beach County is a massive county. So the guy's suicide by cop, you know, they're on open line with 911. The guy's mom's on the phone, you know, asking us to get there, begging us. He's in the background saying, I'm going to kill you, get here so I can kill you, kill you. You know, long story short, man, he, he charged me with a knife. She was 14 inch, the crocodile Dundee knife, man. I had my dog in one hand, and unfortunately, the guy charged me, and I had to dump my magazine, just kept shooting, spraying, and praying until the dude hit the ground. He, uh, it was nighttime. There was some ambient light for some street lights, and I can see that as he's charging me um, in his right hand, the knife again. That shit looked like a machete, bro. Like it, it's a crazy experience. I don't know if you guys have ever been in some life or death no. situations. Man. Not like it's, that. It's no, like an out of body. It's like an out of body experience. Oh Jesus! No, no, damn it! Not we damn. lost him in the middle of that, dude. Bro, bro I, he'll shit. come back. Yeah, Ooh, let's everybody that. just take yeah. the breath. Yeah, just whew, this, that was damn. That was dude, you left at the tip of that story, bro. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what's happening, man? Like we're all just that's, like whew. that's a cliffhanger. Oh um, sorry, bro. So you got me back or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you, man. Oh, okay. So anyway, man, like you know, when you're in those moments, you know, it's it's weird, bro. Like I, I'm not a gun guy. My old man was a fucking executive suit dude, like Wall Street type. I never fucking yeah. shot a gun before I got in the academy. They actually handed me right-handed shit, and I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, so I found out I was left-eye dominant. <laughs> and, and so anyway, long story short, man, I went to the range once a year kicking and screaming. I just thought it was boring as shit, and uh, I'm not – my fucking target shooting wasn't very fucking good. I had to repeat some qualifications, so not proud of that, but I was never a gun guy. I was always a dog guy, man, so – Long story short, I remember I mentioned before, I was obsessive compulsive. I would constantly rehearse scenarios in my brain. And when I was a kid playing baseball, I had a, an eccentric coach. He was batshit crazy, but this fucking guy was incredible. Like he would break down the hitting and pitching techniques, like the fielding, like into micro behaviors, like micro mechanics. And I would re rehearse those over and over like a fucking madman. But I would also visualize, I would utilize visualization to rehearse, you know, ranges of motion or exercise, whether it's hitting a baseball training a dog shooting 
whatever it is, visualization, science, and I'm a, I'm a perfect example of it, is that you can actually train your body, train through yourself with muscle memory, but not, not actually going through the muscle memory, actually through the range of motion, but you're, te- you're teaching yourself that activity by just visualizing it, putting yourself, putting yourself in that moment and just rehearsing it over and over. So that's what I would do. I would, I'm, I would envision that I'm driving down the street. I'm going to pull this car over. Homeboy gets out with a fucking AK and starts spraying. What do I do? And in this moment, again, I told you I sucked at shooting, but I saw this situation in my brain. Like after it happened, the dude charged me with a knife. I could see it. He's up over his head, you know, with the, the blade forward. I, I just again to start spraying and praying, dumping my magazine until the dude hit the ground and he's flopping around on the ground. Right. But I could see that he had dropped the knife. So I holstered my gun, gave a couple announcements. Let me see your hands. And he, there was no response. I sent my dog on him and the dog like skipped off his shoulder and fucking mugged him right in the face. Like the dog's mouth was from temple to temple. And the guy gave like one last, yeah, he gave one last fucking gasp and he was dead, bro. He died right there. And it was a fucking weird situation, bro. I got the dog off him. I pulled the dog back. I called him back up to secure him, you know, for protocol. But also the knife was laying right there where I thought it was. Like I would never send my dog an armed suspect. But again, as I shot and he went to the ground, I could see that the knife tumbled out of his hand. And when he hit the ground, his right hand was empty. And my thinking was to deploy the dog. And I had him on leash to deploy the dog, set the hook when he bit him and drag him away from where I thought the knife was. Again, it's it's a it's a it's a fluid, dynamic, nonlinear situation with a lot of moving parts. So, yeah. anyway, it was really fucked up, bro. Is that I got the dog off the guy, I called him back up, they secured him. I turned around, and his fucking mother was watching the whole thing. Bro. Uh, like, it was just fucking tragic, yeah. bro, tragic. And and I'm and I had to park way down the street because we make a tactical approach. You know, I parked probably five hundred yards away, and as I'm walking the dog back to the car. It's like my, my, my being came back into my fucking body. I'm like, that was an out-of-body fucking experience. Complete autopilot. Because I'd seen it. I'd seen it in my brain. I'd visualized that moment repetitiously. And, like, again, fucking madman coming up with different scenarios. So, mm. But so anyway, man, I got in that shooting. I, you know, in Florida, there's um, – you, you can get sued for having a booger on your chest, man. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like you can get fucking yeah. – you can do your job perfectly and get fucking sued simultaneously i had filed a whistleblower lawsuit against my agency it's a long fucking boring story they were fucking starving dogs to make them perform in the canine unit a couple of fucking incompetent trainers man i called a meeting to fix that shit long story long fucking boring story short they told the sheriff that i was a fucking rat that i was going to take a video of these skinny dogs and take them to the fucking media which is total bullshit they knew exactly what to tell the sheriff to get me booted so again, my whole passion, my whole reason for being a cop is to work a dog. So when they booted me out of canine, I said, get fucked. I said, I filed a whistleblower lawsuit. And it's like a mafia down there, bro. So if the name Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Epstein, uh, Jeffrey Epstein rings a bell to you guys, you heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah, the most prolific child rapist of all time. Yeah. That, that was my agency that treated him like a king. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's a child rapist. We knew exactly why he was in the, in the, in the pen for fucking you know, his charges. But yet they let him have prostitutes in fucking jail, supposedly. Let, let him leave and go on work release to his office to have fucking prostitutes. Like, again, total fucking mafia deal down there. So anyway, I could not fight that agency fair by being an employee still working there. So we had to fucking move, bro. So long story short, we bounced. We had this amazing opportunity to be in the, uh, the training facility that we're in now, right outside Knoxville. So, 
you know, the deal for me was I knew I could always make a living training dogs, but my passion was hunting people with my dog, man. And when that shit got taken from me prematurely, I said, fuck it, I'm a bounce. And it was an amazing blessing. It was a shitty, it was a shitty time for me, bro. It was two years of misery because simultaneously I'm getting sued by the family that this guy tried to kill me. I'm the victim of an aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer yet doing my job. And yet yeah. I'm getting fucking sued. So everything I've worked for for my entire life is on the table. Because in civil litigation, everything's in play. Everything's in yeah. play. So mm -hmm. going through that, simultaneously going through that whistleblower lawsuit and all that bullshit, man. So it was misery, misery bro. And I'm a believer and I have complete faith. And, and, and it was absolutely God's hand in it the whole time. It was shitty going through it. But, man, I would do it all over again to be where we're at here and, and, and mm -hmm. just be a trained dogs full time, man. That's I, I'm speechless. I don't. I don't know yeah. how to respond back to that, man. Um, yeah, I was not expecting with, that. <laughs> with like, so with what you're doing now, though, and, and in Tennessee, like, what's the range of of training that you do, and like, and, and and your your customer, what does that customer look like? Is it from like a Joe Schmo, like one of us, to like companies? Are you like training outside like police police organizations? Like, how? Do, what? What do you? Who? Who? And what are you training? Kind of all of the above. Like our rule of bread and butter is pet training. You know, folks that are just frustrated with their dogs. The dogs are misbehaving. They can't communicate. The dogs are not minding them. With everything from basic manners to advanced off-leash obedience. You know, there's, there's. You know, I had a friend of mine that was, an, uh, he's a CEO of the Lifetime Channel back in the day, and they did a demographic study on marketing. Like, where are people spending their money and pets and the and the pet training industry and whether it's supplies, it's food, it's care training. Yeah. is one of the number one places people are spending their money so it's it's a place that you know you can you can find those services man so again pet training is where we make our bread and butter my passion is definitely in the working dogs is um, the police dogs and military working dogs and and you know providing dogs for those type of units and i travel the country quite a bit teaching i'm very passionate about teaching and i've had some incredible mentors man i'm, I'm very blessed to have the people that have influenced me in my education and like I mentioned to you before, man, it's just been like a relentless pursuit of knowledge. I have ADD, bad, bro. Like if shit plateaus and gets normalized, I fucking, I check out. And dogs yeah. have never been that for me, man. It's always this evolving learning curve and it's been very, very cool for me. So, and I like, I love teaching, man. I love giving it back, paying it forward. I get to see the country and travel, teach everything yeah. from e-collar use to tracking to detection to the bite work development stuff and even civilian pet trainers. So it's, it's really all the above what we do. I saw... I, sorry, Chase. I, no, I, I, you keep bringing up the e-collar. I've seen – I saw one of your recent videos because I think like people were commenting saying that was dog cruelty and stuff like that. Can you dig yeah. into that a little bit and like your perspective on the e-collar? Because I'll be honest. I was the same way. My wife – like I had my oldest uh, lab. He was a lab shepherd mix and he – he would never leave my side unless there was like a deer or an animal bigger than him. And he'd take off to go check him out. And, but if I call him, he'd come right back, but he's like, dude, I got to go check out what this big old bastard is. And then yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah. So when he yeah. was younger, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should get like an e-collar or one of the geo fences kind of thing. But I always felt like, man, this seems wrong. But then when I watched your video, like you broke it down. I'm, I would love to hear more about that. So like with any tool, man, it's in the hands of the beholder, like this pen right here, bro. Like I can write you a million dollar check with it and I can stab your fucking eyes out with it, right? So it's how we utilize the tool and how we implement it and how it makes sense to that animal. And we're dealing with a creature who can't rationalize and reason. We have a creature that's brilliant, but in their own language. So they have the ability to learn through association, which means our timing must be very good. So if you put the e-collar on the dog and he does something you don't want, you fucking roast him. The dog's completely confused. He has no idea what you're asking from him. He 
feels that stimulation and it can go many different ways. Some dogs can show aggression to that stimulation. Some dogs will go into flight. When a dog's conflicted, they have really three options, fight, flight, or freeze. You maybe see the dogs that are like completely stressed and freaked out. They're just like sitting there like, this isn't happening. I can't, I'm not here. Like that's the freeze. And of course the fight, the dog's showing aggression or dog will tuck tail and haul ass, right? So the best way to implement the e-collar is to teach the dog through motivation, the behaviors that you want, sit down, healing, come when called, focus and attention, go to your place, even tricks like spins and dogs weaving and having, you know, doing cool shit. And once the dogs are very fluent and proficient in those behaviors, then we take the e-collar and put on a very, very low level that you're not even convinced that the dog can feel it. It's just a simple little tactile tickle, like a little sensation. And as the dog is executing the behavior, there's continuous low level stimulation. Like when they get on place, the stimulation stops and we pay them with food or toys or love or whatever happens. There has to be a reward source. And what the dog starts to learn is that, hey, I love doing this behavior. It's something that I invented. It's something I get paid for. And I realize that, hey, as I'm doing it, that sensation goes away. So over time, we start to add controlled distraction, whether we add uh, a toy that the dog wants or we bring another dog into the environment. And then the dogs, like you're saying with your dog who wanted to go after that deer or whatever was very interesting yeah. to him. We start to go up a little bit higher, a little, just take the dial and click up, click up until the dog goes, okay, I know how to shut this off. I know how to defeat this conflict by going into the behaviors that I've been learned. I've learned. So we, the dog learns to manage that low level stimulation. And then when the dogs are in a higher state of drive, like when your dog's chasing that deer, they're, they have adrenaline going, they have endorphins going, those are pain blocking hormones, right? So they're not, they're, you're going to use a lot higher levels when a dog's in that state of drive versus where maybe he jumps on a kitchen table and tries to steal some food or something. It's a much different drive. So they can tolerate higher levels of stimulation. And it's it's different with every dog. I've had little tiny dachshunds maxed out on the e-collar going, is that all you got? <laughs> and I've had, you know. <laughs> I can take more. Come on. Yeah, come on, bitch. Give me some more. And I've had like <laughs> strong German shepherds like brought in from Europe that are police dogs. On a low level, they're, they're like, what do you want from me? Like, So it's got nothing to do with their size. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's the dog's tolerance for that stimulation. So yeah. back to my shooting for a second. I end up shooting eight rounds. And I, I hit the guy four times. I never heard one round. And that's probably the video that you saw. I'm talking about a forty caliber Glock pistol just a few inches from my ear. I never heard one round. I was hypervigilant in survival. I'm trying to get through, trying to live through the situation, trying to stop that threat. Your body goes into this hypervigilant mode where it'll shut down the senses that it does not need to live. And we call that auditory exclusion. So again, and, and here's a less kind of crazy, like stressful situation. If I'm editing videos for social media, like I suck at it. Like I tell people if I can't put a leash on it or if I can't put handcuffs on it, I suck and I shouldn't be talking about it. Like I've had to learn technology. Like I've had to fight and like really learn how to edit videos. I still suck at it, but I have enough to put out there. If my if I'm sitting here at my kitchen table editing a video and my wife starts talking to me, I, I don't hear her. Like I'm so like ingrained in trying to figure this video out until she flicks me in the back of the head. Ding. I'm like, oh fuck, like you're talking to me. So that's that we can flick the dog in the back of the head while they're chasing the deer. Because they can feel you. Although their their ears are shut off and auditory exclusion are full prey pursuit, they can feel the tactile sensation on their neck going, oh, I know what that means. So it's a, it's a tool that can absolutely save the dog's life. And, and here's where we're, we're what we call balanced trainers. I'm a trainer that uses absolute tons of reward and motivation and positive reinforcement to create the behaviors that we want. 
but it's against nature and it's against science. You cannot stop unwanted behavior with positive reinforcement. It does not work. There must be some degree of pressure to make the dog change its mind to go away from the behaviors that we don't want or behaviors that can kill the dog. It's got to be as much as possible, but as little as necessary to make sense to the animal in that moment. And as balanced trainers, we're being attacked by the force-free community, the, the people that say you can completely train a dog with hugs and kisses, right? So it's, it's, it's impossible, right? It's impossible. It can't do it. And it really is, it's a lie. Because what they do is they feel like, we, we know that we've shifted as a world, as a society where it's hands off. Like yeah. these kids are fucking running amok. There's no sh- Nope. Damn. <laughs> Man, damn it. Right in the middle of these stories. <laughs> it's like in the story. And then he's like, no, no, I'm going to left you on a cliffhanger. The <sighs> best part the about like, this and- is, is. Let's see. Dude, you're just good at the cliffhangers at this right? point, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Just like, like I'm going to cut it right effect. there. <laughs> no, you got it. You're talking about editing videos, and now you're like, I don't know how to, I know how to like catch them and get them in. So I like uh. <laughs> Yeah, I got you hooked. And uh, so yeah. anyway, man, like the, the forest free community is saying they can completely train a dog from A to Z, off leash, under distraction. Yeah. Again, dogs just show aggression and want to be violent to prey or people. Again, it's, and what it really is, it's, it's fake, number one. And it's a, it's a facade that they're selling these people false bill of goods that give them these hope. They're going to keep charging them and charging them lessons, charging them board and trains, charging them with no results. And they keep yeah. milking their money and the, and the people do not get the results. And I, and I tell people like this, and they can never answer these questions. I say, what species on God's earth, whether it's a pack, a pod, a herd, or any social group lives in an environment that's free of discomfort? free of deprivation, free of pressure, free of conflict and pain. Name one organism or species on this earth that lives in an environment that's free of all that, right? Mm-hmm. Pressure makes diamonds. Like pressure makes us. I do my best work under pressure, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a world that's full of it. So to think that we can train a dog or communicate in a dog and, and look how dogs treat each other, right? When some shit goes down at the dog park, what happens? Dogs solve conflict with their teeth, man. They're hardwired for violence to solve conflict. They understand, like, there's no dog trainer that taught a dog how to shut off pressure. God created that. They are hardwired to understand how to shut off pressure. And it's an integral part of their maturity and, and the communication system. And again, it has to be humane and it has to be fair. If you're if you're just rock smoking dogs on the e-collar, you're a dick and you should go to jail. Like <laughs> again, any tool can be a bad deal or it could be a good deal for the animal. So it's all in the hands of the beholder. Man, so. Chase, I'm going to ask too many questions, so I'm going to let you yeah. in, bro. Uh, so <laughs> when we're going back to like the pet training thing, I'm assuming like you have basic classes, like, you know, sit, come, uh, has anyone like asked for like very specialized, um, like tricks or I don't, I don't know a better word for a trick, a very specialized command that they want. Like what's like yes, a we, random we get, command that you've gotten? <laughs> um, well, you know, we get a lot of service dog inquiries, right? Hmm. And for the vast, there are people with, with definitely with special needs that the dog can absolutely enhance their lives. But a lot of it's bullshit. And people just want to take their dogs on a plane for free or go into a restaurant, you know? So, hmm. yeah, you know, I'm trying to think the most bizarre request I've ever had. You know, it's really weird. Like people will call to get, they want their dog, they'll get their medication, right? And they're fully functional. 
but what happens if the medication's like in a cupboard that's above the fridge and you know you have to be realistic so you know the, yeah. the service dog the term service dog has a very very wide spectrum of behaviors and it comes down to what what the handler or the client or the patient's needs are like there's some people yeah. that need stability they need retrieving they need dogs to 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 bring things to them whether it's a diabetic alert or a seizure alert or opening doors like there's a wide variety of tasks that dogs can absolutely do but it's not every dog is capable of that you know dogs that yeah. perform tasks in the real world whether it's a service dog or a police dog those are like the one percenters they're not just an nfl all like nfl player they're a pro bowler you know mm-hmm. nba all-star like the, the cream of the crop the top tier of their their profession and it's that type of dog so we get people to bring us their dogs that that come into our building and pancake out and freak out being a new environment. Like if a dog's nervous system is that shot, they're not going to be able to perform in public. Mm. So the dog's nervous system, temperament, drives, and, and biddability play a major factor in if a dog can do that type of stuff. So I break a lot of people's So um, <laughs> I got to ask you, so my grandmother, so this is back, I don't know, maybe 60s, 70s. So when my father was around, they used to breed the German Shepherds in Pennsylvania for the police officers. So they, they just had the puppies. They had a huge farm. They had the puppies. They gave them out. But she was talking about like the German commands and stuff like that. One, is that still a thing? And then two, if it is still a thing, is it a myth Be- behind it? I never actually, I, I might've got this answer, but I was always in the mind frame that the German commands were done because Germans not really spoken in America. So it, that dog couldn't be confused by another person trying to command it and stuff like that. I know that was a bunch of different random questions and things I threw at you, but (laughs) talk a little bit about that. Like, let me know, is that still a thing? Was it a thing? Was my grandmother just lying to me to give me a cool story? I I don't know. Good question. (laughs) That should be on my question. It should be on on Mythbusters, man. It's uh, it's not true. So you have a creature that learns through association and their primary Uh source of communication is nonverbal, which is its body language and gestures. There's no creature on earth, not even a primate that reads, analyzes and studies a human like a dog. It's a very, very unique relationship that God created. Like they are hypervigilant and aware and studying us nonstop. So you could say like once the dog under, like in the modern training systems, we shape behavior without even speaking. Right. So we create an environment. We, we use a lure, put food to our hands, you know, create this magnetic attraction to the dog's nose and mouth where they follow us around. We lure them into heel position, sit down and go to your place. And then what happens over time, we slowly fade that lure away as the dog is anticipating and offering the behavior that we want. And then we can predict the behavior. Then we give it a name and we, it's classical conditioning. So we added an audible cue to the behavior that's already established. So you can say plots, which is down in German, or you could say down. In English, it doesn't matter. The dog will link that that noise coming from our mouth um, to connect it to that behavior. So it, it doesn't matter what language you're speaking. Now, most dogs don't listen to their fucking handler to begin with. So the fact that uh, of other people giving the dog information or telling yeah. them what to do, the dogs don't say get fucked. But yeah. So no, the, you know that was a you know I, I I believe that growing up too, like before I got into this game. So but no, it's it's a myth. It's definitely a myth. You can teach yeah. the dog multiple so- languages. So do, is the German thing still a thing? Like, what, was that ever a thing? Yeah, no, it was. It was, you know, we used to go to Europe for, you know, we used to source dogs from Europe. It used to be the way. Yeah. The blood is here now. And that's, we could talk, we could take a deep dive into breeding. But it, Germany was the place to go get dogs many, many years ago. Um, okay. The Dutch and the Netherlands are producing monsters of dogs, the Czech Republic as well. So yeah. there's many countries in the game. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I'd say probably in law enforcement and military, the most commonly spoken language is Dutch. 
Because yeah. we, we've gone to the Netherlands so much to get their, their type of dogs. That's awesome. Can you teach any dog to be one of those kind of canine? Does it, or does it have to be a certain breed? No, I mean, the breed typically, um, typically it's, uh, you, you have the, we call the pointy ear dogs or the herders, you know, the Malinois, the German shepherd, the Dutch shepherd, and then sometimes a variety or mix. Like the, some of the best police dogs I've ever had my hands on are a Malinois shepherd cross. Like you have the okay. horsepower of the Malinois with the brains and the biddability of the German shepherd. It's they, they made the best mix. So but it really comes down to the dog's temperament, you know, yeah. and we can't find enough labs and spaniels and German shorter pointers for detection. You know, yeah. those dogs make incredible detection dogs too. So, okay. Were you ever, did you ever get into that or were you more of the, would you say that your kind of dog was a protection kind of dog or a detection? What are the type of breeds like in, in the canine like spectrum? Yeah, so, you know, for the German Shepherd, like my first dog, I was telling you about Vader. He, he was a Malinois, but my last two police awesome dogs name, were by the Shepherds. Way. Yeah, really <laughs> My buddy named them. So. <laughs> um, but for me, I was always, for me, it was about the hunt. I love hunting yeah. bad guys. That was my shit, okay. but I, I'm fascinated by detection, you know. So yeah. really, the, the I think we've only scratched the surface of the dog's nose. So I'm a, I'm a huge practitioner and, and student of detection. I love it. It's, it's an amazing uh, tracking, too, like. When you're tracking like a bad guy in a real world, the dog using his nose to, you know, you can, again, the tracks I've had, I've been on a million tracks and, and to watch the dog like tracking on the pavement in the ghetto, just like kind of dissecting, like you're not it, you're not it. And staying on that target odor, like for miles, like it's, it's, it's a wild, wild ride, man. So their nose is very fascinating to me, but you, you can't bite them unless you find them, man. So you got to use your nose, they use their teeth. So. If I, uh, uh, my in-laws live in Maryville, bro. And if I ever come around you, I, uh, I have a bunch of production gear. I just, all I'm picturing is drones, a couple uh, GoPros on the tracking. I have so come many ideas. I just want to, I just want to film this shit. It sounds interesting. Come as out, to me. It sounds really yeah, good. It's, yeah. it's, it's 20, 30 minutes from me, man. Anytime. That's bro. awesome, open man. Yeah, no, uh, I will. My wife would get a kick out of it, man. Just, just seeing that stuff. I was showing the videos cause she knew on this podcast, I've always wanted to have a dog trainer on just to hear that kind of stuff. Cause the cool. stories and like you said that what dogs can do like what i see on my side of it has been astronomical i mean i've seen my lab just open a doorknob like figure out how to turn that doorknob with his paw yes. so yeah. knowing that i never taught him that and he did that on his own i can't imagine like the kind of training you have and what they could do like mm -hmm. it's like you said you guys are just scratching the surface really man and it's it, you create an environment where the dogs believe they created that behavior they invented that behavior and then they'll fight you for it right so that's the science behind it is having <laughs> creating the ignition like having the dog the, the desire to work but then creating an environment where we want to produce the behaviors that we want but we're kind of flipping the script we want the dog to believe that they created and invented it through self-discovery and then it's like so woven deeply into their dna and learning process man it's 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 the best form of learning for a dog is self-discovery for sure that's awesome. Um, with all right, so I before I wrap it up, I have four. I have well, one question and then another one. We'll wrap it up. It'll be an easy one. It's like a one word answer from you. But out of all, like, uh, so I have a ten month old dog, and I have like a seven year old um, little boxer collie Australian Shepherd, and then Chris, you got a you got a retriever mix. What do you got? She's a she's like an Australian Mountain Dog, Great Pyrenees like uh, mix. Yeah. And then Chase, you got you got two hybrid fucking great yeah, weirdos. The most man. hybrid dogs like I've Egyptian. ever seen. They're, they're one of his dogs was like an Egyptian uh, <laughs> prince, bro. Every time <laughs> I see him, I'm like, that dog's an Egyptian prince. We thought he was going to be a golden retriever. He was found on the side of the road um, when we adopted him. He was just a little puppy. 
uh, and he just never really got any bigger. Um, <laughs> so we're not exactly sure what he is, but uh, yeah. and then Jelly Beans Beagle Lab and Terrier. Yeah. So I, I bring that up because I, I like to ask you, like, if you can, if there is one thing or maybe two things you would tell every dog owner to do or I, I it doesn't have to be a tip. I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe just advice to, like, just random dog owners like ourselves. Like, one thing you would want us to leave this episode with. Well, you have to – if you – I always tell people, whether it's a cop, it's a, it's a mom, pop, pet owner, whatever it is, it's a simple question. And I ask them, why do dogs do what they do? Right? There's a lot of people believe that dogs do things to please humans. And like I mentioned before, I break a lot of people's heart. They don't. <laughs> the dog is a very, very narcissistic creature. Like God created them as predators and survivors. We look at them as fur children, and a lot of times they act like it, but they're not. They're a predator. So the simple question, why does a dog do what it does? And when you break it down to its very simple baseline formula, it's to better its situation and to find its advantage in everything that it does. And when I say its advantage, it is to meet its predatory needs, as a, its needs as a predator. So it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, food, shelter, water, pack, you know, the fur coats and the Ferraris are at the tip of the spear, but the basic, the very basic needs of the animals, what they're out to pursue. And, and I, I paint a little bit of a dark picture where they look like they're narcissistic pricks, like a cat. But the dogs, one of the one of the dogs greatest one of the dogs greatest needs that God hardwired into their DNA is their pack instinct, their desire to be with their people and other dogs, and that varies to a different degree. Like right, I'm at my facility now, but at my house, my wife's probably sitting in her recliner. There's a little six pound demonic prick that's sitting on her lap. <laughs> he is the most evil little prick on earth. He's a chihuahua, right? He hates everybody and everything, but he knows he needs my wife. Like they all at least need one person. So their pack instinct is what gives us the ability to communicate and connect. Like that's one of their greatest needs. Like there's very few dogs out here running this earth that are loners, you know? So they all need one person. So that, again, you have to really break it down to the animal's perspective, not what we think they should like or dislike or what we think that's happening. It's what the dog perceives in the moment. And the communication with the dog is so simple. Like as humans, we're fucking weird people. We're weird creatures. Like we, we lie, we daydream, we say shit we don't mean. There's people that live double lives and have profiles on social media. Dogs don't. Dogs do not fake anything. Like every single behavior a dog does 24 7 365 has a very spe specific reason and a purpose behind it you just have to be fluent in their language to understand what their goal is and if we again like going back to self-discovery if we create an environment where downing meets their advantage sitting and going to place coming when called healing finds their advantage and and finding their advantage means increasing good feelings bringing rewards and pack and interaction to their life and also avoiding discomfort and conflict right and that's the second part of that puzzle or the force free community is full of it. Damn, that makes sense, dude. My my yeah, ten month old man, I'll tell you this: um, the most annoying thing about him right now, and I don't know what he is at this point. They, t that I it was a rescue dog, and he said it was Australian Shepherd and Lab. He ain't Lab. He's got to be a Beagle or some something. <laughs> he is the most smothering clingy cuddly dog i i it's the most annoying shit in the world i know i sound like a hater but like i'll sit on my couch and i'll be watching tv and all he wants to do is just be me he's like i want to be inside you, right be in, be and, on top of you. and that makes sense what you said like he, and 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 that's probably like he's i'm him i'm i'm his his guy and i, I need to give him that attention mm -hmm. that kind of makes sense and my wife's like i want him to love me he doesn't give two shits about my wife <laughs> Can all he, he gives a shit here? about me 
and, and I show him no love, and I think that's where it all stemmed from. <laughs> like, it's hey, bro, it's like it's like dating, bro. Like, if you if you're that yeah. guy that fucking responds to every text in a millisecond, you're always readily available. You know where to be found. You got to be a little mysterious, man. Yeah, got to be a little mysterious to the creature. So, what's happening in that moment is that the dog you're fulfilling the dog's pack instinct, and a lot of people read that situation as, oh, the dog's trying to make me feel good. He knows I had a bad day. He's reading me. No, no. He's got parts of his ass he can't reach, and he wants you to scratch it. Like, <laughs> facts. Actually, <laughs> facts. No, that's 100. 100%, 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mo- most of the time, it's usually like some kind of body part where he's like, "Hey, bro. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Like, hey you're right, right there." So, uh, he learned right. that from you. I've seen you do that to your wife, Jason. You just walk that's up true. and stick that's your true, ass yeah. in her face. And he's like, "Oh, I got it. I'll copy that. That's what it is." <laughs> so, so it's a learned behavior, obviously. Fair, yeah. fair. Um, my last question. I'm gonna leave you before I let you go, and I appreciate I took way too much uh, of your time. Um, and I know Chris and I got to know, man. So, how much are you benching, bro? You know, bro. Like, I, I, I don't fuck. You post that workout plan, around. please. <laughs> I, I don't fuck with heavy weight bro i've had a lot of injuries over the years you know yeah. my fucking neck back and shoulders like you, you guys have probably seen like the big bite suits like these are some of the little sleeves and shit and I can yeah see yeah, here, yeah. But, mm-hmm. like the big padded like i've been catching we call it catching dogs like you have a, a 90 pound dog coming at you 25 30 miles an hour i've been doing that shit for 30 years and sports injuries i've been a real couple bad real bad car wrecks as a cop so my body's fucked up, man. So I don't fuck around heavy weight. I've had shoulder surgery. I've blown out both shoulders. So I, I, for me, it's form, man. It's yeah. form. Man. Yeah. I just want your form then, apparently. <laughs> His va- the vein, the vein of your bicep right now is like intimidating the shit out of me. So I'd be like, yeah, don't, look cover, it, don't, yeah, look like don't look at it. Let me try to cover this up as I'm doing this. My shirt's ripping because of my arms, bro. Uh, man, again. Uh, Justin, I really do appreciate it. I'm sure you're an incredibly busy, man. The stories you told me, uh, opening up to us, man, it was this has been awesome, man. Not yes. what I expected, and uh, and, awesome. and for the good, dude. I, I really appreciate it, and I'm I'm happy people are out there that are doing the things that you are doing. Um, that shit's incredible, man. And and mm-hmm. if I de- when I get out to Maryville, man, expect an Instagram from me because uh, I'm gonna try to sneak away from my in laws, which is uh, a good thing. And uh, I'll try to find you, man. <laughs> oh, open invite, man. Thank you for the opportunity. It was a good chat with you guys. Yeah, yeah man. Take care, bro. Very fun. Right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Take care. Uh, Bye-bye. Hear that was the hardest hit hitting hear the episode, episode, too. Yeah, I Bro, thought he was in man. Florida because of the crickets, but I was the like, crickets, I don't yeah, know. No, I couldn't was, tell. No, they're up there in Tennessee, too. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not too far from Tennessee. I don't got no fucking crickets. Really? Virginia doesn't have no, crickets? No, I... I I don't got shit. I can go outside right now. You wouldn't hear nothing. It's just I, mean, I believe you. Yeah. I don't believe uh, you. This is normally the time, Chris and, and Chase, that we let Kevin take a piss break. Do you guys need a piss break? I'm good. You were chugging that. Were you trying to hold the dick every time he was talking? No, like, I, could tell I was trying like, not to. You just needed <laughs> That's what I was saying. distract him. <laughs> I, every time I, I was like, all, all listeners, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, listen back. But Kev, or Chase has got to fulfill his... His due diligence of losing the bets, and he's drinking out of a glass-shaped penis. And so I was thinking every time he drank out of the penis, this fucking hard-hitting cop. I'm like, I don't know if I would drink out of this penis if I was Chase. Like I'm I have to. I didn't notice I it. Have to. Yeah, I tried. He's to, like, I is tried that a to, dick in your hand? I tried Son, to do it that? when he wasn't talking because I didn't want to like yeah. interrupt his flow or anything. Yeah, <laughs> shit made like, me if, laugh. If you're just like, if you're just like talking about something super intense, like having to shoot someone who's attacking yeah. you with a knife and all of a sudden you look up and one of the dudes you're talking to is holding Fucking a dick guy. in his hand you know bro like when he dropped out that first time in the middle of that story i was just like i don't 
you better get on. Like, I gotta know. Yeah, what's he better come back here. Like, that's intense. That was that was an that intense conversation. It was awesome. I know a lot of people coming here for comedy, but I think you guys would get a kick out of that. I'm. I know yeah, you guys gonna like that. Um, um, at this time, we're. I don't know where else to go. Uh, let's let's listen to the voice nuggets. Let's listen to Imoan. She <laughs> dropped two voice nuggets today, and uh, I'm excited to hear for it because I think they're about Kevin, which he's not here to defend Perf. himself or talk about it. Love so it. Perfect. That's my favorite kind. Her name's Naomi. I moan backwards. All right. Every time First, I hear that clip, her name's Naomi. Oh, Hit it again. <laughs> Hit it again. Why not? Backwards. It makes me want right. to watch that movie. I know. Right? I, I, I was go just see thinking. It. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's been a minute. Yeah. Wasn't the guy the uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Harold and well, Kumar wasn't Kumar yes. in that movie? Uh, and no. he, yeah, Kumar. Yes, Kumar yeah. was in that Cal movie. Penn. Wasn't he part of Obama's Penn, yep. administration yes, as well? He was. He was. He always quit. blows. I know we're not getting into politics. He quit that show House to go and yeah. like. I yeah. forgot that, he was on House. That, he was. He was. A, I read. It's one of those things where it's like people that like left acting to go do something yeah. completely different. And apparently, from what I've read, if I'm not mistaken, like they're kind of pissed that he just like abruptly left. Like. Because he was like, oh, I'll come back, maybe. Like, nah, fuck that. You're dead. We're killing you. You don't come yeah. back if you work for the <laughs> yeah. fucking president of yeah. the United yeah, States. Hey, president, I'm going to take, uh, take a week off. I got to go well, film they closed, the show. You don't mind, do I've, I've never seen House, but I'm pretty sure they killed off his character. I think they're like, you're not coming back. So, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's doing great things. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to go from Harold and Kumar and fucking uh, uh, Van, Van Wilder. It's a president. It's, it's a, a job. Yeah, it's not. It's a one. It's not like you're a George Clooney. You're doing these like dramatic roles or some shit like that. Like you're fucking like this pothead, like like weird character in all these movies. And you're like, and eh, I'm gonna work for the president. You think uh, the president yeah, was note, like, I think president was like, I love your movies, man. I saw your movies. Yeah, hilarious. Will you be part of our administration? Um, yeah. That would one hundred percent be me as a president. By the way, <laughs> facts. All right, uh, we got first one. Uh, she forgot to drop this in, I guess, later this week for another episode. So we'll do that one. And the next one was labeled Kevin Stripper. So here we go. I'm on here. So I meant to call in last week and I forgot. Kids, busy, whatever. Anyhow, so I'm going to tell y'all, getting kicked by a horse sucks. Um, when I was five, I fell off a bunk bed and broke my collarbone. Well, when we lived across a horse pasture horse pasture wow um and i'd have to go across to go to my friend's house well i had a broken collarbone went across headed the horse and it side kicked me didn't even straight on kick me side kicked me rebroke my collarbone and i to this day still feel the pain at times looking at a horse remembering how bad it hurt so yeah no horse damn no horse i wonder if she got allergic to it after my dad did (laughs) just kidding (laughs) I I was waiting for Andy or Jose to give me a fucking uh, maybe a history lesson on how maybe impossible Antonio. that is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Kevin Stripper. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. You haven't seen Pretty Woman, man. Close my mind. After you watch it, you're gonna want to be a stripper who then <laughs> gets to go on a shopping spree just to prove mm. some bitches wrong. Mm. All right, out. <laughs> I see 100%. it. I believe it. Hundred. That's gonna. Easy. I could see Kevin doing that too. For the record. Oh, one hundred percent. That's a very Kevin thing to do. Um, we talked about this before we started recording. Uh, we're gonna do a little bracket update. We're gonna talk about the criteria a little bit. I think we need to have some structure or, or come away from this segment with some ideas of what the criteria is gonna be. Because we, I've had a bunch of people DM me and talk about it, giving me shit that I was questioning that. Um, 
something about Mary is a rom-com and it's and because I was saying I was just questioning I'm not saying it's not a rom-com I was just saying feels like a comedy more than it is a romance and blah 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 so we're gonna dive into the segment and talk a little bit about that and then by the time you guys listen to this episode you should already be following us and uh, on Facebook and you should be a part of the cup to cup um, OnlyFans group because we have already dropped that link because Chris set him a reminder on his beautiful iPhone to Life drop changing. that doc in there to, to to put your either your two cents in there, but most importantly, put in movies that we may have missed, which I don't know if we missed a lot because there's a fucking we put ton a lot. of movies. We put there. a lot. There's, 30, there's 36 but, uh, as of right now. Love it. And uh, so let's just uh, hit this segment and uh, we'll get into that. It's bracket time, baby! Get excited. All right, Chase, right away, when you think of criteria, what's the first thing that comes to mind? So what I was thinking, because when you were talking about, like, I don't know about how much you're like, I don't, it doesn't feel like a rom-com to me. It got me thinking a lot of times. I also think that people focus too much on the romance and not on enough on the comedy. Cause Mm -hmm. like people would be like, Oh man, I love this rom-com. And they say, I'm like, that's not a funny movie. That's a romance. Like it's a drama. It's not a funny movie. So, like, I think we really need to, when we say rom-com, I think we need to focus on the comedy and the romance. I think both of those need to be major sticking points where, like, maybe we rate it in our minds, like, out of 10 romance and comedy as, like, two separate like, features. It, and would you the say they both have brain. this the same amount of power? Like, I mean, would it's you called say rom-com. It's, it's not split? called ro- rom Yeah, so you could have, like, yeah, that could even be, like, you know? its own I think it is 50-50. The literal title is rom-com is 50-50 yeah. romance and comedy. So why wouldn't our bracket be 50-50 romance and comedy? So take think, half from, yeah, that makes sense. I, I I like having those two. It's same thing. Like I, I, I yeah. think they both, I think like, having like one point or one criteria yeah. thing. And, and another thing I think I like to do, and it, and I know it, it sets a weird standard and I know we're going to be all over the place. Cause I know chase you and I, kind of tackled on this a little bit. I think Kevin did a little bit. Chris, you might have as well. We had our own point system that we didn't tell the people yes. about. We're like, this one's yeah, leading just kinda, by a point. Just did we it. never said it. I would like to challenge us to see if we can get like, there's five full points for this criteria, five full points for this one. Or make it like established before. The, like the only issue I are. have with that then is that by the end of the first round, we'll know who wins. Yeah, that's a good call. Because, because it's, it's whichever movie had the highest score. Now, if two are tied, yeah. then... But it, it defeats, true. like... I mean, it at yeah. least... Maybe we won't know which one wins, but we'll know which ones are being eliminated. Yeah. Because my yeah, my issue... My, my Or maybe it's not the point system, but there's got to be a way because what I don't want to have happen... Well, not even consistency. What I don't want to have happen is... And we saw a little bit in the 80s, 80s movie... Um, is 80s action uh movies is the we're gonna get to a point where this movie was fucking hilarious but it had one percent of uh, romance in it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then that one gets all the way up there or vice versa and that gets all the way up there but like it wins but you're like yeah but like i don't want the winner and this is where i got scared about like for example and it didn't didn't happen (laughs) 
It, it didn't happen, but like for example, I never really felt that the Aliens movies were uh, '80s action vibe. I get that. Right? It didn't and make my, it far though. Yeah. Even though it it didn't. It didn't. But my fear was yeah. that it would make it to the one seat and win, and then you'd be like, "Dude, it's a great movie, but would you consider?" But does it, it give 80s you that? Action? It's it's 80s, sci-fi. Yeah. It's sci-fi action. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess Predator is kind of sci-fi. I know it's not yeah. as sci-fi action as Alien. Yeah. yeah. So Alien. that's my fear. Is like for feel. for example, I keep bringing up like uh uh something about Mary felt super duper comedy, less rom. And then you got another one that's like super romantic, like uh what's it? Uh Sleepless in Seattle. I know there's I know there's comedy in that, but that felt like a super duper romance movie well, too. Well, the one that's just so, like it. You've got Mail, the same thing. They're like they're both very heavy on the romance. Like yeah. there's like funny like jokes and comedy, but it's mainly like a romance. Yeah. yeah. You want the you want the you want the perfect melt. It's called rom com. It's not called yeah. comedy with a little romance. It's not called romance with a little comedy. It is a rom com at the like, end of the day. Good I'm gonna be balanced. shooting yeah. Me personally, I'm gonna be shooting for a movie that's a good balance of romance and comedy. So two for sure that we're gonna have is does it have the romance? And does it have the comedy? We won't mm-hmm. do a point system, but we're like, yeah, this one definitely like has the rom, the romance. It kind of sucks on the comedy. So right now you're leading one to two, blah blah blah. Like I can see us comparing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering if do we throw in that whole like '80s vibe? Like do we throw in like all right, was, what the '90s? Vibe? Like the, I kind of like literally. 90s I was going to say I yeah. want the well, '90s the, vibe. Yes, that and the like nostalgia feel. Like when you watch, you're like, does it take you back to 1995? Like do you, like. Yeah, that was one of my favorite and parts. That can encompass a lot. Like, yes, because this be... isn't this isn't a rom com bracket. It is a yeah. '90s rom com yeah. bracket. Yeah. So like when you watch, so that would needs to play a part. Yeah. That would yeah, incorporate like fashion, that. music, Just, yeah, language. Whole, you I mean, yeah, you think yeah. of Clueless? Like, I do think <laughs> I do mean, think yeah. the '90s aspect, to me at least, is going to be like more not i wouldn't say tiebreaker because it needs to be more than a tiebreaker but it's not gonna factor in as heavily as romance and comedy would to me right yeah that should romance and comedy like if if you were weighting it like if we were doing a point system it would be like romance out of 10 comedy out of 10 90s out of like five you know what i mean gotcha yeah yeah Yeah, i wouldn't hold as much weight but i still like it could help if it was close like ooh, this one feels a lot more 90s than this one does yeah, it needs to matter, but I don't think it needs to matter as much as is it a rom-com does. I would agree I with you. that statement you said. All right, so 90s, rom, I got com, com, and then that's three. <laughs> Anything else you 90s. feel? Like, yeah, we got the, like, does it have the romance? Does it have the comedy? Does it have the 90s vibe? The 90s. And then we, we always have to have a fourth. Well, we need something that, like, is it a good movie? Like, yeah, I mean, you can have one that's like, this movie good funny. or does it suck? Like, that's funny. It's got comedy. It's got romance. But at the end of the day, like, it wasn't that great of a movie. Like, I laughed. I thought it was romantic. But, like, the ending sucked. Like, a lot of points didn't yeah. make sense. Like, yeah. I don't know well, we how got, to, like, how to. We have put... to be careful on the good movie. Just like the 80s movie. A lot of those movies that's we true, watched some of those were terrible. great. Not good. So, it's almost yeah. like, was it that's a, a good, good point? That's a good point. rom-com movie. Because, like. Let's be honest, like something about Mary, I keep bringing this up, but like, it's not a great movie, but it's fucking, it's, it's yeah, what it is. It's, it's funny. Movie. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Though. It's a good movie. It's not a I great movie. It's a good movie. I don't, I, I, I just think I've like comparing it, it to like, no, I get what you're saying. It's a good point. Schindler's list. You know what I mean? Like, no. like, yeah. you know well, what I'm saying? Like it's, well, these are rom-coms. I'm, I'm going into these. I mean, good for a rom-com, I guess. There. I meant, but yeah, I don't know. I also think the eighties where we are just like. Uh, 
it's not really a good movie, but it's 80s action. Well, that was 80s action. Like, 80s yeah. action, who gave a fuck if it was a good movie? It was all yeah, about 80s fair. action. I think rom-coms held to a slightly higher standard in terms of plot devices than an 80s action movie is, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I already know my time, my 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 uh, my tiebreaker is always, uh, am I skipping this movie if I see it online? Like, if I see it on, if it's playing like on if it's cable, on, would you watch it? Am again? I Isn't skipping or am I going to leave it on? Isn't that what you did with the 80s, too? That's, yeah, that's what I did with the 80s, yeah. yeah. I mean, Anything that's a great one. Movies, yeah. It's all. It was always it was like, a, hey, if this is, like, when I caught, like, my favorite movies, like, there are movies that I think are better, but I like for example, Saving Private Ryan. I that movie's a great movie. I'm not gonna like if I see that on, I'm not gonna tune that on because that's a one and done for me. Any kind of war mm. movies one and done is too hard for me to watch. But I it's not that. saying it's a bad movie, but like Training you see day. Big Daddy and then you see Saving Private Ryan. I understand Saving Private Ryan is the better movie, but I'm gonna be putting mm-hmm. on Big no, Daddy. I get that. that yeah, makes that's I how get I, that. that's my tiebreaker yeah. uh, for this. I one. do but the same that thing. Fourth like, one, the fourth one we're gonna have to. I don't think it's anything. I think if we just came up with something on the spot right now, we would cheapen it. I think we need yeah. to think on that fourth one. Yeah, but I mean that's a solid we three. Bring like Kevin. the Rom, yeah. the Com, the Nine. And Jose, that, that's Jose good does foundation. tend to be pretty good at coming up with. Um, am I picking holes? Coming? He find he finds holes. Well, he finds holes I mean, I, and I mean coming up with like uh, criteria. He's been pretty good about like oh, helping out yeah. with criteria. So I think he we need to have Jose's input as well. Chris, can you put in that doc those three? And then put fourth criteria like question mark, and then maybe maybe TBA. like TBA. Like I do like the like. Is it a good movie or like is it an entertaining movie? Yeah, it's like, sub- like that's, yeah, I mean, I, I started to say it's subjective. This whole fucking bracket whole, is subjective. Yeah. The whole uh, segment, subjective but that one, fun. but that one's even more subjective. I think than like is yeah. it romance? Is it comedy? Is it nineties? Those at least have like parameters. Is it a good movie? Varies so much person to person. Yeah, in the '90s, like I said, that's fashion, that's music, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like language. Yeah, just the um, whole the feel. Like how '90s it. does it feel? Yeah. Oh yeah. When you turn it on, you'll know within 30 yes. seconds by that first song. I mean, the first song they songs, choose, yeah. you'll know. 100. Yeah. percent Like if it's a oh, period I... piece from the 20s, like Titanic, you're yeah, you're not gonna get you know the '90s feel from Titanic. Maybe hairstyles. I don't even know. But you're not Was gonna that... get. Was Titanic 90s or was that early 2000s? 97. It was 97. Ah, yeah. Can't believe I remember that right on the, the dime. Well, because 90, wow. that year, didn't that year have like a bunch of really good movies? If I'm, I'm not mistaken, was, was Gladiator 97? I was, uh, Gladiator maybe. was 2000. Oh, fuck. I think you're talking Men about Jurassic Park. Maybe I was like um, 96. What's your, or 96 90. is, I think, I think 96 might have been the Jurassic Park. What's the one, um, well, Jurassic the Park one movie he crawls out of yeah. jail. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. 94. And, uh, 94, I think. I'm doing all these. Chris? I want somebody to... Fa- no, I want somebody You're to fact fu- check and see how right I am on all these. Fucking Rain Man over here. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one. Keep going. There's this is fun. Bunch. Keep showing movies out. I man. think there was a bunch in when Titanic came out. I could be wrong. I thought I remember Titanic winning a bunch of awards and it was like, fuck, if like this was a different year, this movie could have won. I know. I know. know What was the Shakespeare in love year? Because I know that one also there was like a bunch of movies and people are like, really? Shakespeare in love better than this movie? Come on now. 98. 98. Yeah. I'm just know that or you looked that up. I'm like 80. That sounds right. 98 sounds right. Fucking! Again. I'm telling you, man. Chris got a little <laughs> bit of that Rayman, and I'm just saying, I don't know how Thank quick, uh, how how accurate you are, but 
going back to the bracket for a minute, I got to say, dude, this is by far the most pumped that Mary's been for a bracket. When I told her this, um, she was like, fuck yes. She was like, this is awesome. Cause like a lot of times, like we'll try and find like a TV show or a movie either yeah. Friday or Saturday night to watch after Hudson goes to sleep. Um, and like, sometimes it can be hard to like find one that you both like. Yeah. She was like, this is perfect. She's like, this yeah. is what we're going to be doing when Hudson goes to bed on like Friday and Saturday night. So, yeah, I'm going to have to get like super like drunk and like look online and find out which ones are streaming and which ones I'll have to download and stuff. That's I've already, be the issue. I've already started research. I already watched one. So which, which one? one did you watch? 10 things I hate about you. That's such really, a that's like one, one of the I, best I ones. And you one. put that right up top. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. That's yeah. why so I, I can't do that. Right I, up top. I like, I like to watch them like the once the matchups get lined up, then like I like to watch them like the week of to get like a fresh. Yeah, a fresh no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But I've also seen but this. Movie that's a good bunch, one. Though. So I mean, ten, yeah. yeah, that's. I already that's one knew of it was going to be a I contender. So I, I love rom coms. Spoiler alert: I find alert, them to be good movies. So spoiler alert: what? that movie is a contender. Does it have nineties? Yes. Is it funny? Fuck yes. yes. Does Hilarious. it have romance? Yes. yes. That is yes. a definite contender. So the scene I'll put it with down. her writing, reading the poem at the end of the movie, I'm just yeah. like, oh, oh that hurts. That I don't hurts. care who you are. That hits you in the field. I bet you that'll be a top yeah. five or six seed. I hate that how one. much I don't hate you. Why don't not even a do, little I, bit? We gotta keep all? a we gotta keep a tally mark <laughs> at how many times a bet is a bet is involved in these movies. There's always True. some kind of bet in all well, of these that wasn't movies. A bet. It was a uh, being paid, but it's similar. Yeah, it's like it's similar. Paid you know what I mean? Like, like a challenge yeah, yeah. or yes. something. Like challenge. there's always yeah, some yeah, kind right. of challenge that challenge. results. Yeah. yeah. There, it always results into some kind of fuckery that he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I found so your love, but I didn't fire. mean it. Not yeah. to mention that movie also always makes me think of uh, not another teen movie. When was that? That was probably early 2000s, right? Yeah, I think it was like 01, maybe. I think because I would have thrown that as a rom com. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Making fun of all the rom coms. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. uh, We got seven minutes in heaven. I'm sure the boys need a pee break. Do you need a pee break? I mean, I wouldn't hate a pee break. I I honestly don't. I don't. I don't. I think I could make it through seven minutes in heaven. I think I can. Are you sure? Uh, I put a lot on seven minutes. Are you sure? All right. Let's power through. Excited. Cheers. All right, guys. Uh, we're back. Seven minutes was uh, just just a fun, just a fun time with the boys. I was so warm. Way to sell it, Jason. We talked about carrots and blue cheese. Yeah, he's we like did. fun um, versus talk, ranch. Yeah. Uh, we realized quickly that you know how we talked about Chris uh-huh. and how he knows fucking who won what in 1997. Well, Chase could just pull out who fucking was the uh, the leadoff guy in the 2007 baseball team. Like he, oh, there's actually three of them. And then I this think, is why I think he actually batted third, Shane Robinson. I hate you, bro. Oh, okay, fuck it. I mean, we all, we all have we our got, skills. We all have our skills. <laughs> um, we got, this is where we fucked up. We're wrapping it up with a, would you rather from Chris? Um, we're going to push MI no and filter. No filter to next this episode. Time. No filter, bro. Uh, this Unless one, uh, this on is where we fucked up. It's from our boy, Antonio. Uh, we've known him since college. Uh, Kevin used to call him the angry Mexican. Uh, that was Jeez. his thing. It's not. It's not racist on my end. That's racist on Kevin's thing. Uh, Antonio I actually called liked him it. that. Actually, yeah, angry really? Mexican. Yep. that's yeah, confirmed. I, ne- I didn't he know he called it. him that. I think. I think Antonio was the one that started it. Like, or maybe it was Jose. I don't know. Um, I don't. Know, but to be honest with you. talk about a guy. We talked about this before about Antonio, bro. He was like. He, he could get intense when he drank. Like, he was an awesome, awesome, awesome guy. I don't make it sound bad, but he, like, he would, 
He'd be like Kevin in the group hugs. You know what I'm talking about? Like, would you like hug him? He'd be like, he would I thought hug you were going to say like, like Kevin where he would like punch Jose. Well, yeah. <laughs> when Kevin got drunk, he would normally kick or hit somebody. And that means he likes you. And that was Antonio too. Tony would come in and like Kevin's punch way you in the arm. I like you. But Antonio is hey, built like a fucking tank. So when he hits you in the arm, it hurt. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? But it's like, I love you. Like that was his I love. I love you. Jokes. You're like, fuck, man, that uh, hurts. <laughs> Can you love like, me differently? <laughs> no, I love you. Long-winded, <laughs> longest way to introduce Antonio. It he really did this is where he is. fucked up this week. And uh, that's on me, guys. I'm just shut up. Yeah, it was out. terrible. <laughs> Sorry. I what is up, my people? It is time once again for another edition of This Is Where We Fucked Up. The weekly fact check and segment on the podcast where I call the mistakes of the previous week. Guess again, fuckers. It's Antonio, your angry Mexican, <laughs> filling in for our pink dick what Caucasian friend Jose. Let's go! Now, there are plenty of fuck ups awesome. from last week's episode, so without further ado, let's dive epic. right in. This is where we fucked up in episode 198. That couldn't have been more perfect. Swear to God, I did not know. Swear to God, I did not know that. Perfect. During your opening item tangent, the show The Last of Us was brought up. Now, I, for one, have not seen the show yet, but a bit of a spoiler was said during this segment. Now, I did look up some proper etiquette when it comes to spoilers, and it's typically safe to discuss a show one week after it airs. However, it is still considered best practice to say spoiler alert when saying a specific detail (laughs) of an episode. Now, to your point, Jason, you did not say the character's name. However, you did say the actor that plays that character. This is pretty much the same damn thing of of spoiling or saying not saying the character. So, spoiler alert, apparently the character played by Nick Offerman, not Nick Hoffman, dies. Also, Jason, the house that we lived in was called the Thunderdome, not the Man Cave. Our God Amongst Men came out once again during Florida Man with Kevin adding to the list of wild animals he would fuck up. This week, Kevin is punting a bobcat. I would pay good money to see Kevin go through a gauntlet of all these animals he would be fighting. So far, we have a bear, a garage full of coyotes, I believe an alligator is in there, and then rounding it all off by punting a bobcat. Now, Jason, you were trying to describe the size of a bobcat by comparing it to a dog. And all you said was that bobcat is about the size of a dog. Now, dogs can range in sizes from a little tiny ankle biter to a massive animal that would destroy a a grown man. A little bit more context, a bobcat is about 15 to 30 pounds, which I would say is a smaller, medium-sized dog. Also, there was some confusion uh, in regards to the location. Uh, Since a Missouri woman was brought up, a Florida man, Chase had almost alluded to that bobcats were only in Florida. I'm not 100% certain on that. Um, But just to provide some information, bobcats can be found in southern Canada, all lower 48 and parts of Mexico. The new bracket has been revealed, and it is one of my guilty pleasures. During the discussion, Chase was trying to list out the movies that you guys had and was only able to get through about five or six before Kevin interrupted. (laughs) Kevin, you get so butthurt when somebody interrupts you. You got to let us hear the list. Come on, buddy. You can do better. Jason, you also had said that you could not think of a movie that was purely romance or just romance that Mm -hmm. did not have any comedy in it. 
When just previously you were discussing the movie Save the Last Dance and how you're upset it was made in the 2000s, so it couldn't be on your list. Um, I don't believe it should be on your list, even if it was in the 90s, because there is no comedy in Save the Last Dance. Um, uh, and I would consider it a romance movie. Valid. So you pretty much answered your own question. Also, did you not forget about one of the most popular movies during our youth, The Notebook? Rachel McAdams, man, come on. Oh, I thought that was a comedy. Andy, I appreciate your analysis <laughs> of the opening item from episode 197. However, you got the basis incorrect. The proposal was a bottle of liquor every two days. This would mean uh, eight shots a day and bring your total amount spent on liquor at just over $4,500. I believe this would be uh, totally doable. Granted, you would get some headaches for him during the first few days of it. Then your body would get used yeah. to it. Of course, your liver would hate you uh, and you would need quite a bit of time afterwards to try to recover. Um, otherwise, you could spend a good bit of that $3.2 million to bribe somebody to give you a new liver. <laughs> Speaking of Mayor Adamson, what? this one is from him for you, Chase. You know he likes to nitpick. The actual runtime of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is two hours and five minutes, not what two hours and ten minutes. Stop it. Trivia Bro. brought up marathon masturbation and led to a major giggle fest from three grown men. This had the guys <laughs> ask each other how many times they could jerk off in a day. Chase's goal apparently is ten times. Now, yeah. we all know Ooh. how him, Chase. Chase rubs his dick dry like some Memphis barbecue. This makes me feel so bad for your massive cock trying to jerk off 10 times in a day. Now, Jason had also asked if you could shoot a load at a target one foot away. Um, now, there are no scientific studies that look at force and distance of male ejaculation, but it is it widely be. considered that a male there? can ejaculate a few feet. So I don't think a target one foot away is uh, is unfeasible. So I believe it could happen, Chase. You can do it. There you go. Goals, Chase. And Goals. finally, me, here is last week's moment of cringe. So Chase, did you get a little uh, tickle little white white stuff at the end? I did. Yeah, look. That's all for this week. If I missed anything or you would like to fill in, you know what to do. Lube on up and slip into Jose's DMs at HipHipJose14 on Instagram. Until next week, adios, fuckers. I love that he switched well, it up, too. Well done. Bring it back, bro. Whoever, I said Andy was damn good, but God bless America. Whoever bro. fills in next week, whoever fills in next week has some... Uh, some, that was that was good. What is it? Big shoes to fill. Jose's yeah. got big shoes to fill, bro. That was that's, epic. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, Jose, you got to tighten up when you get back because that was good. Mm. Yo, yo, that angry Mexican, bro. I just the music and everything, bro. <laughs> the transition was. So good. I like that he knows that's like what's in our head when he comes on. Like he's like he's probably don't making say fun our of head. Either. It's what's in your head. <laughs> uh, Kevin would have done. It, so. I didn't even know that was his nickname. Yeah, yeah I don't know where it came from. But it was. Oh, yeah. I just didn't. Oh, yeah. now you know. He's the angry Mexican. Okay, now thanks. You know. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. That's dude. crazy. Uh, guys, uh, we have a would you rather. I know I got a segment for that. Don't I? Do I? You mean an opening? A but segment? You do. All right, I have a segment. Bro, intro? I mean, uh, you have an um, intro? Intro. He's got it. He can do I, this. Yes. <laughs> I believe in myself. Yes. Uh, I, be I believe in you. I believe in you. Would you rather... 
There you go. That was all over the place. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, guys, this is Would You Rather, and it's pretty easy. I just give you two options, and which one are you going to do? This one, I thought up half of this. The other one I saw a TikTok that gave me the idea for this. But So, would you rather... And I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to give an explanation because I know you're going to chase the fuck out of it like you guys like to do. Would you rather drink a baby pool of milk with only straws or only eat raw eggs and Mountain Dew for a month? Would you rather drink a baby pool of milk with only straws or only eat raw eggs and Mountain Dew for a month? Now, there's no time constraint on the baby pool of milk. Go ham as long as it takes you. Or you have to eat raw eggs and Mountain Dew for a month. Chase raw looks confused. Like and... just just raw eggs and Mountain Dew for a month. Yes, or you have to like do no other milk. no other food. That's it. Or you just for, gotta drink for the so baby milk for the rest of your life. No, just the baby no, pool, just for, right? Yeah, oh, just and both of to, them are for you, one month. You could no, do it's one just month. The pool. The, yeah, you just do that. But if you pick that, you have to finish that. That's all you can do. Or you do the raw eggs and milk, or raw eggs and Mountain Dew. He's saying because like, have you? the milk challenge, right? Isn't that it? Where you like drinking a gallon of milk is like fucking in, in like a certain amount of time is like impossible. I so drinking like a baby that, pool of milk, drinking a baby pool of milk would take a while. Right. Is that why yeah. this is? Cause I mean, otherwise, I, so, like, I mean, I'm definitely taking the baby pool of milk. I you mean, just let, have let to look. finish it. That's the only thing you yes. got to finish this yeah. or for a whole month, you got to do this. Okay. Yeah, got exactly. it. I thought you both of them you had of milk. Or you have to do for a whole month. All you eat is raw eggs and Mountain Dew. That's you're it. talking one, one of those little things. small, like circular baby pools, right? That are like that's maybe not that feet. small, bro. That's you're like talking three, about like I'm the dog. At, ones. That's a pretty good size, and you're only using fucking straws, like two. Yeah, no, I'm drinking the milk though. A month of raw eggs and Mountain Dew? No, and that's all I can I mean, eat or I drink. I like Mountain no. Dew, so. dude. I'm doing the milk. I'm doing the milk, hundred percent, bro. I just I'm looking at this picture of this baby pool. It. Good luck, Chase. Oh, it's going to take a while Good for sure. Luck, it's not going to take a month. It's not going to take a week. All right. So how, how long do you Where think are you keeping baby the baby milk? pool? Yeah, where yeah. are you so keeping you it? Had because, enough, you know, if you're you going to have to keep it from getting like bad to anything getting That's a fair into point. it. That's a fair point. Like, I'm not so much worried about anything getting into it. I'm going to have to do what I'm going to have to do. Uh, the going bad, though. <laughs> The going bad. That's now we're talking like health. Like how much do you possibly. like milk? That's a because good you're gonna point. have to like dump that's ice or something in it, and then you're just adding more liquid to it. So it's a fucking just redundant. Yeah, like, but like, you're adding more water to it. Oh, have you ever had the? It's per, not like, gonna taste good. Have you ever eaten raw eggs? You're gonna do that for a no, month? I think I did as like a challenge. But my dad used to put milk. But you're gonna have uh, to eat way more. Because you're eating a lot of you, eggs. Yeah, because you, you can need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not close. You're right. It's a baby one, but I just, I'm trying to give no, up. No, I mean, I mean no, it, you brought up good points. You did. Those are good points. Uh, but my house go, right now, you put baby. a baby You put a baby pool in my, my house within 10 minutes, it's going to have dog hair in it. Like, nah, I'm man, sorry. It's, it's got to be kept in a separate room. Like, because uh, he didn't say we couldn't keep it in like a room or anything. He didn't say where the yeah, baby pool you was. Keep wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it in this little office where I do this podcast. Which no See, one, the only no thing one I would change, but me anyways. So this had potential of being a very hard one because I think you could have did been a little bit more creative with the milk and like for example, let's throw this in there. It was breast milk, and it's not your wife's. I mean, but it is clean. There's no disease. There's no disease weird. or anything like that. <laughs> to it's be clean. fair, it's weird either way. <laughs> gotcha. 
For me, it's a no hesitation. I'm drinking my wife's breast milk. <laughs> but you add no, Jay, in a Jason's completely like, random. Jason's like, I do that anyways. <laughs> I had to do her clogged ducks all the time, man. You never it's had like, to do I, it. I do that every other I week. It happens. No. You never. She never had a clogged duck. Emily, so it's a no. real thing. Check it out. A lot of guys have like comedy skits about it. A clogged duck when breastfeeding, it's basically it's clogged. It has to get unclogged somehow. Sometimes the babies mm-hmm. by breastfeeding will take it out right, and then other times they have suction cups and other ways to do it. It just works itself out. But another another way to do it, and it's very common, is you have your husband try to suck it out. Oh, yeah. I've read about. I've that. heard that. I've heard of that. Yeah. But here's the embarrassing yeah, part. Like I a never talk or some shit. Yeah, like, I never had this. I never had the strength to be able to get one out. Connor comes in there, no problem. Next day, he's like, I "Boom!" Like, I, I loosen it. I like, I loosen it up, bitch. Don't even yeah, look at no. me. We know you're a little bitch. You got those little. But Connor's like, uh, I did. I but yeah. But is there a kind of milk that you're like, no go? Like, for example, what if it was turning milk? You know that time when you're like, you take a you take a sip and it's not turnt, but you can tell that like, yo, this milk's about to turn. You're trying to find that line. I I'm trying to find the line that's um, making this a little difficult. Because Chris, I still you're, think, you're still I still taking I go the, milk, with the milk, aren't you? I still think I go with the milk. Fuck! Are you serious? Yeah. Raw no, eggs I'm not taking aren't the good milk. for I'm you either. Wait, raw you're not eggs? taking the milk regardless? I'm not taking. No, I won't take the milk. I'll you're drinking regardless. the eggs. How many eggs yeah, are we talking about, eggs. by the way? As much as it, it takes you to survive. I mean, yeah. For oh, a month. you can survive on one egg a day in, in the milk. No, the you milk don't get already milk. has your protein. You don't get milk. You, you get only get milk. eggs and Mountain Dew. Oh, Mountain Dew. I thought that was goat milk. Yeah, sorry. it's eggs and Mountain Dew on one side. Yeah, you don't oh, get milk. milk. Then you're eating at least two or three. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're getting. You gotta have it. Yeah, at least two or three eggs. eggs. Do you have to drink the Mountain Dew, or is this, that's all you can have? Because I feel like it's, the Mountain Dew. That's all you can have. Oh, cool. I'll sip a little bit, but. I just think drinking Mountain Dew every single day for thirty days is. I'm sorry, I know I sound like. I mean, I I like Mountain Dew, but yeah, for every single day, it's like you're worried about the healthiness of drinking Mountain Dew, but you're gonna just chug four raw eggs a day. Okay, got it. He's like, I feel like Stallone and Arnold did it back in the day, and look at him. I know that I know back in the day, raw eggs were thought to be bad for you. I don't know enough about. Look. You can look at me. I'm not the health guy. That's for damn sure. So I'm just dumb. I'm the guy that try, like you see someone online. I'll try it. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Chase, Chase, I got a question. So Chase, you put the baby milk. Realistically, the baby. how long is it take you to bank? Or no, the, uh, the baby milk. The baby <laughs> pool full of milk. Weird, I don't know. Dude. Yeah. Now it, let's get well, weird. We're trying to find that. We're trying to find the line. You, the baby you milk, found the line. <laughs> we found the line. <laughs> so the baby pool full of milk. Realistically, it's in your little podcast space how long is it gonna take you to drink that how, how long you think it's it's in a hours? it's in a semi cool really one day you knock that sucker out i think with just so. a straw yeah yeah i don't know how many gallons i don't know i don't I'll know how you. many I'll gallons you, yeah. yeah give me He's an kitty pool a five in a second a five by one uh 160 gallons Oh fuck! Yeah, that, you're that's not more drinking than 24, that hours. twenty-four hours. <laughs> no, yeah, that that's a, that's a wait. There. Did it just ding? I think is someone here? Kevin. What? Kevin's here. <laughs> you fuckers, is Kevin. Uh, the the guest went long, bro. Hey, we're about to wrap this up. Kevin! So you want to wrap it up? Yeah, you uh, can wrap it up perfectly. <laughs> right? Yeah, we had a great time. Everybody, <laughs> uh, it was a great episode. <laughs> You guys don't understand, uh, you know, where this ranks as far as top episodes. The best. Ever. It's probably what did we talk about? Like, what was your favorite moment? Well, yeah, I think give me the best really, moment. 
you know, it was the dicks part for sure. <laughs> um, that's a that's a safe bet. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then you know, wh- the breast really, milk it, probably it really was up there when, uh, when that guy was talking about the dogs. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I got a dog. So, what was your favorite part of Seven dogs. Minutes in Heaven? Oh well, obviously we talked nothing but Florida State the whole fucking time. So uh, sprinkled in if, there a little bit. If I'm if I'm wrong, I'm fucking dying. I thought he was gonna say Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. That's, I really was thinking. What are you wasting your time talking about? Aaron? We you talked about. We talked to Aaron. You'll have we to go to back. Bears. and find we, out, we talked bro. to Aaron. We had Aaron on the episode. Yeah, we, we had. We had hey, join. He's like, you know what? You're in my inner circle now. I was like, perfect. Perfect, and he did the gun. He came like, out of the darkness, perfect. and he talked to us. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, Kevin's in the darkness just, right now. Yeah, now you're pulling your Aaron Rodgers. You're channeling your Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> did you like come home and just sit right down? Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, furniture shirt still. So, yeah, so, you're still yeah. repping the brand. I was like, let me see if they're still on. I can at least say hi, you know. But uh, hey, dude, we literally were just finishing up. Would you rather? Let's ask you that, and then yeah. we'll, we'll let you close it out. Would you rather? We've okay. We just found this out. How many gallons do you think one of those normal kiddie pools are? You know, like the five foot, one foot deep. How, how many I'm gallons? Not good of, at this shit, man. I uh, would not. Just, yeah. So. Well, just throw right gallon. away, the would you yeah, rather was. Yeah, well, how much? How much uh, were you thinking? I'd say uh, twenty gallons. See, I oh, would have thought like forty. Mm-hmm. So I was, don't, I was close to you, dude. Yeah. Don't don't say it. So it, what was it? What was it? Would you rather, Chris? It's would you rather drink a baby pool of milk with only straws or you only can eat raw eggs and Mountain Dew for a month? Not raw so eggs and Mountain Dew, 100%. Like, see, that's what Kev, Chris and I said. Jacked, you know? This <laughs> 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 is like Arnold Schwarzenegger type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did Give me the raw eggs and Mountain Dew now. I literally said the yeah. same thing, Cal. I was like, if Arnold and Stallone is doing it, I mean, Hell fuck yeah. it. Like, I, maybe that's what I'm hey, missing. Hey, spoiler alert: they ate more than just raw eggs. I mean, barely. I, you don't know barely. that. Prove it. That. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. Uh, so barely. then, Chase was very Arnold adamant on the show tonight. I mean, yeah, was, twice he okay. came on and then got off and he didn't come back on. Uh, I like how Chase you said, said Chase is very adamant. You also said you would have done the milk. I did. I went back and forth. But You're Chase was like milk. Raw eggs all the way. Your, bro, milk, but, like, but I don't have to do it for a month. I can be Chase, done. Chase would actually do it if it was breast milk too. And then yeah, and he, then that he found out when I told him, guess how many gallons this uh, little kitty yeah, that changed. holds. Yeah, that changed. Well, it's obviously <laughs> it's like made 150 gallons. There ain't no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, that changed. That's what it is. Wait, what kind of kitty? No, not the little plastic ones. No I'm, I'm looking. Uh, uh-uh. I mean, I could be wrong. Fuck it. I don't know. I don't know. It, I, another one I, says, what the I fuck? No, Google maybe I'm dead wrong. Say. Oh, no. Another one says 13 gallons, which sounds yeah, no, way I'm, more feasible. I'm doing the kitty bowl. I'm yeah, doing the kitty bowl. If it's 13 no, gallons, I mean, that, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not doing it if it's 150 gallons. I mean, 150, no good Lord. That would be, no you have that milk for a long ass time. Oh, I'm doing the Bro. eggs and the Mountain Dew if it's 150. If it's the 13, I'm doing the kitty bowl. Andy's going to do the math, but here's the math from here's the math from Quora. His name is Rick English, and I shit you not. It says built 1,500 to 2,000 pools. Expert witness at www.swimmingpoolexpert.com. God, no so he goes, I assume you mean the Jesus. round pool with the inner inside diameter of five and a quarter feet and a water depth of one foot. Calculate that volume of cubic feet using pi, uh, pi times radius times radius 
to get 21.6 nope, cubic feet. I'm already lost. There what are 7.48 gallons per cubic foot, so that would be 21.6 times 7.48 equals 162 gallons. Um, Just tell yeah, me the fucking number. If, if it's 162 and I'm doing raw eggs, if it's 13, I'm doing the milk. How many times do you think that guy's jerked off to just pools? In 20. Like, every oh, day. Every pool every that every he day. installs, every he increases it with his own 20 sperm. a month. It's like the, 20 the freaks that are like uh, with training. Have you ever seen oh. these people? Like, Oh, yeah. My father-in-law is one of those. No, like actual trains. They're like, oh, my God, look, it's a Sprinter 54362. My father-in-law, bro. He just told me about three trains he just bought, and and he tells me tell me told me about how they mimic other trains, and he's like, it's like just like this one with with one engine instead of the dual engine, and blah blah. I was like, dude, I don't know enough about cars right on, what the fuck you right, right yeah. on. That's where you nod and you're like, damn, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Love, cool. your Love your passion though. Love your passion. Damn, that's man. cool. I bet that train trains, goes on those tracks man. and it just goes on. Good news is my kid loves trains right now, and so he's locked in train choo choo every time he's like, like train choo choo, huh? <laughs> like that's all he's doing. <laughs> so my my uh, father in law's like, fuck yeah, I'll talk trains all day to you, son. You <laughs> You're two years old, but you don't understand a word I'm saying. He understands everything. I'm two years choo-choo. old, but I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> uh, Kevin, wrap uh, it up, bro. Yeah, hey, Kevin, night with you. Nine, up, 198. Man. 199. Yeah, 199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199199
So you think you think you get that bad where you guys are like, all right, can't do it. I think for at least I think for twenty minutes when you see titties. Jesus, (laughs) I think I think for twenty minutes we're not going to have good content of of the episode. We'll have good content because we'll be dying from a chick. Oh yeah, you guys will be dying. But but what I'm saying is that that twenty. What I'm saying is that 20 minutes of us dying from a chip can happen whenever. Why does it need to be the beginning of the episode where the rest of the episode? The end is like, all right, have a good day, and that's over. It's over. No, we keep recording. I'm not saying we stop. I'm not saying we eat the chip. We're like, all right, well, that was fun. You're saying like you do it now. We're gonna leave recording after we need to do it and then do rapid fire right afterwards. Oh, bro! <laughs> this one, this one. Yes, <laughs> Jason. Yes, Jason. Suggestion. Idea, Jason's suggestion, that would, that which would I require me to say. Words. Jason's yeah. suggestion, which I yeah, like, like this the <laughs> most so far, was we take it and then we do one more segment, like as we're dying. I think yeah. that's the perfect scenario. Is at the end we're like, all right, we're gonna eat this chip and we're gonna have one more segment. We'll, we'll do yeah. trivia. Watch Jason honestly, try to rapid fire. Question, and rapid you guys fire try to is pretty fucking perfect. For that. Oh I'm no, like I'll just do. What's that sound? Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> it's me dying. Yeah. Or or not that sound or, or like the best one. Name that show. Or you're like, yeah. <laughs> like I can definitely fucking. It's Game of Thrones. Remember the one time on the podcast where I was my favorite thing or coughing. Yes, you died for right 15 out. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't that's remember what that. It's gonna be like. Let's you got that. mad at exactly me because I was like, "You okay, Kev? You dying over there?" You're like, "Oh yeah, oh, oh, I, I do." And then we kept, <laughs> yeah. I and then we kept, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, I'll just throw it on the rundown, then you guys work out where you're gonna do it with your chips. Sprinkle it in, bitch. Sprinkle okay. it. That <laughs> was <bitch>. something. <laughs> Sprinkle weird. it in. <laughs> yeah, wrap Kevin's it up. Like, Kevin's oh. like, I'm too sober for this shit. No, not at all. One ninety nine. I've been drinking the whole way home. Uh, One ninety nine <laughs> is a wrap. Comps. <laughs> Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, big episode next week. We're doing the chip. Uh, Jason's gonna talk about um his famous um girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that what I you want me to say? He is. Try yes. to tell the story while after eating the chip. Oh, oh bro. Uh, so this group- it's also a celebration because it's our 200th episode and 200 episodes of you wonderful people joining in us joining with joining us. in us yes love it too i'm jump on inside in. of us uh you know <laughs> so we will uh it'll Get be a celebration and i'm off the next day of work so you know it's an even bigger celebration for me i'm getting drunk it's gonna be good right. whiskey Let's cat go. here he comes he's on the way Ooh, uh, buddy uh sorry guys uh, love you so much. <laughs> and uh, you guys Bye, guys. Nope. nope. Bye. Ladies Holla. <laughs> Are you getting online at all, Kev? Uh, let me take a piss real quick. Is episode 200 live? I mean, we'll play it. I I, I don't think... Is it on Sunday? Monday. We're doing yeah, it on that, Sunday, that, right? That, we're doing step one on is you to figure out when you're on doing Monday. it. Yeah, yeah, every other Monday, episode yes. we're doing Sundays. Yeah, okay. So but this time this we're doing on it on the thirteenth. I was gonna say do it live on Sunday because I definitely think we could get people to watch on that night. But I think Monday it'll be kind of weird. Well, look at the bright side. There's no Monday night football that night, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No conflict. No Monday night football. That's all you need. We can There's call no it by live. I just, I it doesn't I, matter. I don't we care. I was just asking. My only issue with live is. I, we don't really, we didn't really prepare to be live, yeah, and like I'm, it's just, I think it's gonna be an added distraction. Was, yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to know. No, I don't think so. 
Say okay. Fuck it. Cool. No. When, when are we gonna okay. start putting Record? these episodes on YouTube, like the full episode? I mean, we can. You can up. Uh, you have the cup to cup Gmail and all that. You can I upload do. them. I, I yeah. just want to. If we're okay with it, I'll definitely upload. Yeah, one hundred percent. Go okay. for it. I'm it's down. I, I honestly forgot to like even think about doing it. I've been I trying to do the guest, which a thing. What do you mean? What's yeah? Like, we did. I did do full guest back in the time. I need to do. I need to go get that still, episode I think, of. Uh, I thought Wix is on YouTube, is it not? I, I didn't think I did Wix. On there. I need to do Wix. I was doing all of our guest ones. No, they're on there. Sure. Oh, Ryan Long. I don't think so. We didn't even have. We did have video then. Anyway, I think I hear my dog. So let me go say hi to Lily. Okay. And uh, I'll be on PlayStation for a little bit if you guys get on. All right. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, you did by the way, you did post the Wix thing on there. By the way, shut up, Chris. Oh, nice. All right, yeah, that's my fault, that. dude. No, no. Shut, yeah. up, Chris. <laughs> shut up, get out of here, bro. Don't don't slide in for five seconds. Get out of here, bro. Jay, did I, you stop the recording? I slipped in. No, I kept it going. Oh, no, okay. that's a Jose. You don't slip in. All right, later. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. I, I had to get my shot. I forgot about my shot. No, that that was no. I'm not that quick. I had to get my shot. I forgot yeah. about. It. I had it, and then your, I forgot about it. Your HGH shot. Yep. <laughs> Shit. After seeing that yep. fucking guy, yeah, I need an HGH <laughs> shot. Here I'm walking out gym. Like, all right, Chris is making gains, and I see that guy. I'm like, oh fuck, we're not even close. Mm. I'm glad that was cool when he talked about the. The whole like German thing being a myth because like when I'd watch live PD or whatever, like they would always talk about they're like, yeah, we do it this way because they'd always be like, Heights! just talk to him like that, and then it's cool that he debunked yeah, that. It's crazy. I did always wonder why they uh, why they did. The See that chase? New shot glass. I got this past New week. Shot glass? Beach. Look at you out here on a me. big trip. I did Let do me a see trip. One more time. Let me see. Let me see.